Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phonotainment. The finest phototainment in the world. Why did I write this? It's so hard to say. That's right. You're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. First off, Dustin, I want to talk about how you screwed me over. Yeah? Yeah. Last week on the podcast, you were like, hey, Steve, what are you doing next weekend? And I was like, I'm not shooting, but Jen is, and my life is great, and everything is wonderful. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and everything was good for me, and everything was great. And then putting those vibes out into your world screwed my me world. over. Yeah, your world of working li- all the time, because somehow like you to know. Jen upsold her clients on a second shooter. So now I am working this weekend. I will be shooting all day Sunday. See, but now you're getting that sweet, sweet cheddar. Yeah, but I have to start shooting at like seven in the morning. It's one of those weddings. Sweet, sweet cheddar where you're done at noon. It's only a six hour wedding. So I guess I'm not shooting all day. It's like we start at like exactly. eight o'clock, the actual shooting. And uh, you're done at like, like two. two. Yeah. Uh, that's an amazing package. No, Those are my oh favorites. My least favorite. That means that Steve has to wake up early. Do you know how often Steve wakes up that early in the morning? Every day Every to put day? his son on the Every, school bus. That is correct. Every yeah. day. But he hates it. Yeah. My daughter woke up at six this morning. And so I was I was not a happy camper. Um, but I was okay because she's gone two nights in a row uh, going to bed by herself. So this is not a parenting podcast, though, so we will move on. Dustin, let's dive straight into follow-up. Dustin, you are looking so good right now. You look like you've dropped a few more LBs. Have you, you dropped some LBs? How's that diet working out for you? The liquid diet? Liquid diet, the tequila diet. Um, I am down 20 pounds in two months as of today. Dustin, I'm proud of you. And you got a new haircut, too. That's right, everybody. Dustin is sporting a brand new haircut. It's very short on the sides, very long on top, still... Got his patented wave in the front. Just trying to look good for you, Steve. And to top it all off, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt tonight. Oh, baby. I feel yeah, tropical I was doing in a, here. I was doing a video shoot uh, today, and I find that when I wear something like this, it throws off the person I'm interviewing and disarms them a bit so they're not as focused on the cameras because they can't take their eyes off my Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, because they show up and they're like, who's this weird-looking chucklehead? Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're so in the back of their mind thinking about that that they're not like, man, there's two cameras, a microphone, and all this other stuff going I thought on I was coming me. to a professional shoot, and this chucklehead shows up in a Hawaiian shirt? What the hell's going yeah. on here? That means we can just have an open, honest conversation. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up, your copyright situation. Has your lawyer finally told you to stop talking about it on the podcast, or are you going to keep talking? Keep talking, baby. What's going on? What's no. going on? Give us the deep... Uh, Sure. She emailed me uh, a copy of the cease and desist letter today, and uh, I approved it. And so she will be mailing it out tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of take it from there. Next up, Dustin, how did the military reunion thing go? This is basically Dustin news. That's what follow up is today. It's what's going on with Dustin. Dustin's life. Dustin news because Dustin lives a very interesting life, or at least I try to feel like I do, and Steve doesn't really share much about his life, so we don't always get much follow-up from Steven. I like to keep my personal life personal. So yeah, the military reunion thing went great. It went amazing. He came home, there were hugs, there were kisses, and I missed all of it. So yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I was at the airport and parked where I was told to park, and... 
I get a call from the bride telling me that she was just informed that uh, the flight was delayed and he wasn't going to make it in uh, for another four hours. Oh. And I had to be in Cleveland for a wedding. So, yeah, it was uh, a bit of a bit of a downer. I was pretty upset about it. Obviously not as upset as she was. Hey, uh, Dustin, remember when I was like, I need you to bring back those positive good vibes for me from this military reunion thing? Yeah. I want to see those pics. I want to see a video. I want like, all that goodness because, you know, my life's been kind of down. I've been kind of depressed recently and I could really use a pick-me-up. And now what you've brought is all that negative energy mm. into our podcast. And now we're pushing that negative energy out to our listeners. So listeners out there, I'm sorry. This is your life now. <laughs> uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he made it home. He got to see his newborn baby. Um, and yeah, it was just a bummer that I wasn't able to, to be there to capture it for them. That is a bummer. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, next okay. up in our follow-up, I'm trying to move us right along through this because there's just so much follow-up. It's literally killing me. Which is about when most people stop listening. Yeah. So this is perfect. Remember when you made me talk about MoviePass on this show, which I didn't want to do. Well, Dustin, did you hear the crazy news about what happened to MoviePass? I saw it on Twitter. Oh, uh, Dustin, they ran out of money and they yeah, couldn't buy that. tickets for people anymore because they ran out of money. And then as a result, you know what they had to do? They borrowed $5 million in the middle of the night to get their service back online. So if you're out there and you have a movie pass, just know that you're continuing to bankrupt a company. <laughs> that was stupid and did something very dumb with its money, which was buy you movie tickets at a reduced price. I'd love to know who lent them $5 million. Like, like I, I mean, you would just have to have so much money to be like, wow, this business model of essentially giving people free movie tickets and in return selling the data that you gather from your app on them. I just, I don't know. I mean, I see the concept, but... I it can't outweigh how much movie tickets cost. I think this person was like, you know what would be great right now? If I could own an American company, I will loan them this money. And then when they default on the payments, I own their company. That's what happened. That's true. Yeah, but then they own a company worth nothing. Mm, but they got their foothold. Those Ru The Russian company, the Chinese company, whatever it was, they just got a foothold into the American business world. Only cost him five mil. Um, That's chump yeah. change. Come on. I, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get in on the bandwagon when it first started, just so I could have at least had a little bit of the joy of all those who have it. Um, I know one of our good, good friends has it mm -hmm. and have used it all the time. And um, yeah, I don't know if their long-term play was that they hoped that movie theaters would see that enough people were using it that they would decrease the amount that they would pay MoviePass or, or what the what the play was. I saw that other theater chains have come out with competing apps. Mm, it sounds uh, like people thought own. it was a good idea then in the end. That's probably why these other people are investing $5 million into it with a loan. Oh, uh, but they're charging. It's not really an investment. It's a loan. Jeez. What a stupid, stupid thing to do. They should have just shut their company down. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have, as a result of this, raised their prices from nine ninety nine a month to fourteen ninety nine a month, and they no longer allow you to see movies that are considered prime or premium or something like that. What does that mean? It means like when Inf- Avengers Infin- Infinity Wars comes out, you can't see it until like a month later or something. So it's kind of like what uh like red box yeah it's like the netflix of the movie theaters or the red box of the movie theaters which i mean is still a great service to be in but i mean they already had restrictions like you could only see a movie once you couldn't like um uh if they found out that you were buying tickets to other movies and then sneaking into movie like you'd get banned from the service all sorts of things like they knew people were abusing this to like go see avengers a million times but they have a uh, you know like this their terrible idea of theirs has finally caught up with them but, you know, all of our businesses will fail at some point in time, Dustin, just like all of us will die. See, you brought that negative energy when you miss that military thing. And now I'm pushing it out into the rest of the episode. We're all going to die, everyone. Yay. Um, yeah. So let's How's that do beer? some How's beer that talk. Beer, yeah. Tonight, Dustin is drinking a... Water. If you talk chemical compounds again, I'm going to kill you. And then kill myself. That's the negative energy that you've brought into this whole thing. I am drinking a supercharged ionized alkaline water that is too pure to even be tested by common day pH strips. Supercharged, let's hear it in your voice. Come on. Give me a little pep. Give me a little energy. I need something to go on here. Supercharged. That's all I got. Tonight, Steve's back on that Scarlet Lane Dorian Stout. There's nothing like a free beer, and there's no free beer that's better than Scarlet Lane. It's a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. Cool. Since Steve Van Elk is sponsored by Scarlet Lane. Steve Van Elk is powered by beer. That's probably why I'm getting gout in my joints. Gout in I'm my just joints. joking. My big toe, the so, one that I got the the glass that stabbed into it before that wedding I shot a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like it's out of socket or something. It's been very painful this week. You know what, Dustin? I do have some good news. Let's drop some good news on the listeners. Listeners, you may remember I shot a wedding earlier this summer. My jacket disappeared at that wedding. Jen oh, yeah. and I randomly yeah. went back to the winery the other day just because I wanted uh, wanted to try some of the wines with my wife. And it was No, you were after that jacket, Steve. Do not lie I was to not me. After the jacket. I had completely forgot Steven. about it. We walked in though, the first thing Jen did was go talk to somebody about my jacket. And they're like, Well, if we have it, it's probably over here. And they point to one jacket on a hanger all alone. And then, all alone. <laughs> the, the lonely jacket. Like, Do you think that's your jacket? And I was like, I don't know. It's a black jacket, like I told you. Does it say H&M on the tag? It does. Yes, that's my jacket. Why couldn't you have called me back any time over the past two months? But it doesn't matter because I got the jacket back, and that's all that matters. My second shooter, on the other hand, her jacket is gone. Straight Her jacket is toast. Well, my jacket was picked up by somebody working there because when I lost it, nobody was in the area except for workers. So there's a pretty good chance I'd get mine back, I felt like. And then it just took two months and just dragging it out. Uh, my my second shooter, her jacket was lost during the reception at a table that guests were sitting at. So mm. it, it was not like a table guests were seated at. It was like a table that guests could go to like once dancing started or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she accidentally left it there. And then I think a guest picked it up and walked out with it. That guest should be hunted down. 
Dustin, let's push Steven. straight into topics. First up this week, we want to talk about a from a little little slideshow on topicsoffbeat.com. Yeah, I did not know you were I didn't know you were writing for these guys. 23 now. hideous Pinteresty wedding trends that need to go. Yeah. I didn't know you were writing for other blogs and stuff. I would gladly write for other blogs if they want to pay me that money. But because when I was going through this, every single one of these offbeat hipster trend things sounded like it came straight from the mouth of Stephen Van Elk. You're like, oh, this sounds like something Steve would make fun of and say was terrible and shouldn't but, be happening. Especially like every like six slides, they make fun of donut walls. And then towards the end, there's like donut shish kebabs. And then it says like, never mind. These would be a fantastic way to eat donuts. I'm like, this sounds like something Steven would say. So, I mean, Dustin, do you want to go through and just, uh, what, what, what were some of the highlights of this list to you? Uh, no, well, I mean, there's the, a few obvious ones that I thought, you know, are gone, should be gone, like selective color and things like that. My favorite was uh, they posted a photo of, uh, Converse All-Stars, like the bride and groom wearing them, and they're like, look, you're not unique. Every bride has a pair of Converse All-Stars they wear on the wedding day. And all I could see when I looked at the photo was it's a black and white image where the Converse or the All-Star was pink, and that was the only thing you could see because it's selective color. And I was like, oh, they must be talking about how selective color is stupid. But no, they're talking about how Converse All-Stars are stupid. And I was I like, know, that's what oh, I thought. No, too. that's great. You can do both. Now, they pretty much called out every every trendy thing that any wedding is doing today. Um, and they really were hammering on donut walls, which I like the donut wall thing. I think that's fun and cool, even though I'm not eating carbs right As now. As a couple but, of fat Midwesterners, we love yeah. that donut wall. You know what I'm saying? Got to get down on that donut wall. Justin, you fuck with a donut wall? You fuck with a donut wall, buddy? Uh, I'm not quite sure how to respond to that. Did you fuck with a donut on the wall? <laughs> Justin, did you fuck with that? What? What? Steven, you have hit a wall, my friend. <laughs> uh, but no, I love a good donut. Donuts are like my favorite thing ever. To fuck with. And, and when I see them at a wedding, I'm like, yeah, I would, uh, I'd take one of those. You fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is when you see a donut wall at a wedding reception and you... Because typically they're pretty predominant when you walk in. They're like a decor piece. And you walk in, you're like, oh, yes, donut wall. And then there's flies and, all over it. And then later on, you sneak one, you eat it, and you're like, this is the worst f***ing donut I've ever had. Wow. I opened up the floodgates when I started making my jokes about f***ing with donuts. And um, yeah, now I'm going to have so much editing to do in this episode. It's going to be all <laughs> shutter sounds the whole time. Just, you know how we it's, do. That's why you should shoot mirrorless. Dustin, you can't use a mirrorless <laughs> to bleep out a cuss word. There's there's no sound. Do you just want me to put in the beep? Like, beep? Nope. I was just transitioning into uh, no, a little no, no, bit of no, gear no, talk. No, no, I don't want to get there yet. Um, I want to talk about this. They said candy buffets need to go. And then they oh. specifically said, unless you're marrying Willy Wonka, this is not necessary. Who wants to take the joy of of the candy man out of a wedding? The candy man can. Yeah, I I like the candy the candy buffet things. I think those are fun. Unnecessary, but when The candy man know, makes the world go round, Dustin. Right. 
That's Man, I am jazzed tonight. I had some caffeine before this, a little Mountain Dew action. You know what I'm talking about? I am pumped. I'm just happy to be here with you, Dustin. Happy to be talking to all of our listeners out there. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode. And, oh, we've hit the 16-minute mark. That means most of our listeners have already dropped off. That's right. If you're... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I am. Most of our listeners... I told uh, you right before the episode, I, I was like going over stats kidding. with you, and I was like, most of our... Episodes, I, uh, Listeners stay through to the very end, but like 10% leave at eight minutes in. Those are probably uh, new new initiates. They're, they're not familiar with our voices yet. The sexy stones of Stephen Van Yeah, I, I imagine Ooh. it's just a bunch of people who can't handle how how horny they're getting for this podcast. <laughs> God. Oh. These are all references. These aren't, these aren't original jokes, guys. These aren't original jokes. I got nothing for you. I'm just a man who's watching and listening to other stuff and bringing it in. Dustin watches Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and he brings all those Seinfeld jokes here. That's why every time Dustin starts telling a joke on the podcast, he starts it off with, what's the deal with mirrorless cameras? <laughs> okay, you want to get on to your mirrorless camera news? Come on, start it out. Give me a what's the deal. Oh, I just... No, no, no. Give me a I what's just, the deal. Come on. So what's the deal with the mirrorless cameras? Actually, the whole what's the deal thing would have worked much better with the hipster trends that we're trying to get rid of. Do you have one hipster trend do you really hate that you just want to you want to riff on for a few minutes here? No, not really. I mean, the only... I mean, so what made the article funny, and Steve will post this in the show notes, um, is just simply how much the author rips on these certain things. Because as a Midwest photographer, uh, Stephen and I see these trends all the time, probably more myself than Steve. Um, but like, for example, one was like using burlap as a napkin. And it was like, why would you use the worst material on earth as a napkin? And I was just, I thought that was, thought that was humorous. I could totally see a bride doing that. What's the deal with photos where someone's hands are making a heart shape. Yeah, your Jerry Seinfeld impersonation yeah, is really no, it's bad. bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Yeah, no, I, I don't do Seinfeld, man. This is, I'm a jam. It was my jam when I was a kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Seinfeld? I recently rewatched all of it on Hulu. There's this scene in Seinfeld where he walks up to a mirror, and then he realizes it's not a mirror, and then he realizes he's mirrorless. Speaking of mirrorless. Ooh, um, segue. Like, it was a little forced. No. I felt, felt like you were forcing <laughs> that one. I was holding your hand and dragging you down that. Yeah. I mean, um, I really like like the, the, the Marx Brothers when they do the whole mirror thing, but there's not a mirror and it's mirrorless and it's really just like Groucho on one side and Harpo on the other and like they each keep doing the same thing and then like one of them just hits the other one and walks away. That's, that's a good yeah. bit, you know? I'm all about them bits. Uh, speaking of bits, Nikon released a video teaser this week uh, teasing... Um, I think anything, it was a bit of a PR move, um, because both Nikon and Canon, um, have already come out and said, Hey, we cannot compete with Sony and use our current lens lineup. So the mirrorless cameras we're about to drop that you guys are all waiting for that you're all so excited for. Yeah. You're going to need new lenses for those. <laughs> so their teaser video, uh, was showing off the new mount. Because, you know, what's the most sexy thing about a camera lens? It's the mount. Mm -hmm. I frequently look at a camera lens and just think, how am I going to mount this thing? Huh? Huh? I just constantly look at the hole in my camera and think, man, what's that silver ring around it? No. No. Are you going no, to just... talk about how you insert your lens into the <laughs> hole? Do you want to talk? Do you want to get sexual with this? Is that where you're going with this? Uh, 
no stupid. I was going for horseback riding sort of thing, mounting, you know. But if you want to get crass, you want to get a little blue on our podcast, go for it, buddy. Come on. Did you fuck with that mount? Did you fuck with that? Speaking of... Did you fuck with that mount like a donut hole? The fine fellows at Best Buy um, have started offering photography workshops. Steve, how do you you feel about this? I mean... When I think photography workshop, I, I typically think to myself, where would I want to go to learn about photography? Radio and Shack. And I'm like, Radio Shack? No, they're they're basically out of business. Uh, Walmart? No, they don't offer photography workshops. Where else could I go that brings that same sense of style, but also that same sense of like, we're everywhere. And Best Buy is probably the next one that comes to mind right after Walmart. Um, they both got that blue vibe. I like it a lot. Yeah, blue with khakis, man. That's I want that all day in my life. So my question is, so Best Buy, to sum things up, Best Buy has decided they're going to have this new camera experience shop and they're hiring people to work in their camera shops who are more experienced than their current employees. It's probably just the same employees with different training. Then they're doing these beginner photography classes that are about two hours long and they're free to take and they take 30 people in each class and they're doing them all over at... uh, not all over. They're doing them at 80 different locations across the U.S. So are you in? Why? These are beginner photography courses, except there's also an intermediate photography oh, course. For 50 bucks. And? Where they load you up on a bus, but you meet at Best Buy. It's like summer camp. And you make a best friend at Best Buy. We call them Best Friend Buy. Uh, Br- Bryce Friend? friend? No, I'm leaving no? you out to hang. Come on. Keep going with that. <laughs> I want to see where you get to. Best Buy. Best Buy. Best buy. It's your best buy friend. It's your best photo friend buy. That sounded like a like a weird poem pun thing. Best photo friend buy workshop. Now. Now you're sounding a bit like Yoda. So the intermediate ones are like half a day long. You take a bus out to a pre-arranged location where you do a shoot and they have like two different things. What are they called? They're like a scrolling, scrolling, scrolling stuff. It's like a photo experience where they set something up, they bring you out, you learn how to use your camera better. Okay, the first two topics they're doing are travel and exploring and social sharing and storytelling. And so those actually sound kind of cool. They're doing them in Atlanta, Houston, San Diego, Tampa, Seattle, Minneapolis, and New York. And supposedly they're hiring experienced photographers in the area to come in and teach those courses. So these will not be your typical beginner camera experience shop courses. They will be like local pros teaching them. Which is kind of uh, like what camera shops all over the U.S. already do. Like Robert's Camera down in Indy, they do um, photo things every once in a while, like workshops and stuff. And some of them are free, some of them you have to pay for. And I mean, I don't see anything bad with this Best Buy thing. I think it's cool, Dustin, if you want to buy a friend at Best Work. (laughs) Friends for sale at the Best Buy. Yeah, I, I love the school bus aspect of it, too. Like brings it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be be nostalgic for a lot of people bring bring them some good vibes i'm just wondering when they're gonna do a wedding photography one and how we can get them to hire dustin and i to teach it right yeah so that's what i was gonna say is if we can get enough of you guys together that want a best buy experience by steven and i in anchorage alaska <laughs> i think we could <laughs> we could make this happen i think it would have to be in fort wayne or indianapolis but whatever well even wear navy blue polos with khaki pants and name tags. 
and we'll only charge you $50, and somehow we'll all fly out to Anchorage, Alaska together. <laughs> this sounds exactly. like we're going to lose a lot of money on this. Call us Movie Pass. Because <laughs> we're going out of business. All right. Dustin, what's next up on our podcast notes, baby? Um, I just wanted to jump back uh, because the Nikon gear talk was pretty boring, pretty uh, lame, pretty Dustin, unexciting. Do you want to go to the... Do you want to go to the drone zone? Is that right? Going down. I want to get. Let me take off into the drone zone. So, without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. All right, Dustin, load us up. What's your big news about the, the drone stuff? Come on. So as the listeners might know, I am an avid drone enthusiast and Steve is an avid buy a drone, leave it in the box and say he has a drone enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. That's the only way to live your life, man. Yeah, it's like one of those collectible Star Wars figurines that you bought when you were five and you just leave it in the wrapper. If you uh, take it out of the wrapper, it's not valuable for resale anymore, Dustin. So that's how Steve treats I'm his sorry, drones. I'm sorry, but what am I supposed to do with my Leia in the white dress? You think I'm going to go and just play with that? You think I'm going to destroy all the value? That's like $100 right there if you have a first-gen Leia in the white dress. Now, a second-gen Leia in the white dress is basically worthless. But that first-gen, Dustin... Sorry, Just my, like your first-gen Mavic. <laughs> Well, that's a better way to take it. I thought you were going to make a joke about my wife since her name's Jen, but very well done. Let's get back to the Mavics. Do you want to talk about that? Not my first so, Jen. <laughs> so the Mavics. My only Jen. Uh, so DJ, DJI, who is like the leader, the all-star. Oh, man. The, what a great DJ name that'd be. DJI. It'd be so confusing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love for, it. For, SE, for SEO and Google purposes, though, it would be terrible. <laughs> I think you could do it, man. I think there's a lot of DJs out there who are making plays on, uh, you know, big big uh, names and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it works in the end. You get all the YouTube <laughs> you stuff, right? Uh, maybe not I with just a video. Imagine that, <laughs> imagine that that uh, interview. So, uh, DJ me, uh, how's it going? Yeah, it used to be DJI, and then, you know, the drones came out, and uh, now I go by uh, DJ Me uh, for uh, purely SEO purposes. And they're like, you uh, mean like the Nintendo Mies? Nintendo Mies. Yeah, dude, you didn't get down on that? You, Destin, you didn't no. no. for that? <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, uh, Nintendo Mies. Anyways. Back when the Nintendo Wii came out, you made a personalized, like, emoji sort of type person for yourself called a me. M-I-I. Baby. Uh, see, I, I don't do video games, so, yeah. Oh, man, I spent uh, so much time point. working on my me, and then when you played Mario Kart, you could actually use your me. Like, oh, gosh, it's so good. If you don't want to use a character, but, like, why would you not use a character? I'm gonna get down on that Yoshi every single time maybe every once in a while I'll switch it over to Princess Peach you know what I'm saying but I'm not playing Wario 
So DJI announced that they were uh, releasing a new Mavic. No, that's 2 cool. Pro. If you just want to not talk about Mario Kart, that's fine. I mean, I know and you have opinions, but you know, whatever. Let's just talk about drones. Yeah, let's let's talk about drones. Let's just jump straight into I, the boring see, stuff. See over here, guy in the Hawaiian shirt. I'm still in the drone zone. <laughs> You're over there in Pokemon land. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry, but Mario Kart, you're racing drones around a track. You're not actually in that car, Dustin. Do you want to know how to get good at flying drones? You play video games. It's the same thing. You have a controller in your hand the whole time. So next time you get your drone out of the package, we'll uh, evaluate your drone flying ability. What the... F Dustin, huh? What? What? Sorry, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my drone flying. Uh, I'll turn it off and get back to the episode now. DJI uh, awkwardly announced that they were going to be releasing a new Mavic 2 Pro. However, they pulled the release, um, but someone didn't get the memo and an advertisement in a local United Kingdom camera shop uh, accidentally printed an ad uh, for the upcoming uh, release with both pictures and um, sort of a brief description. Speaking of horrendous, of hilarious trends that need to go, this ad is using some selective color. Everything's black and white except for the Osmo Mobile 2, it's the screen on the iPhone. I didn't really look at it very closely. Uh, I'll include a link to this in the show notes. Because I was too... Uh, I was too busy reading what they were going to include. And uh, this is really exciting for someone who's wanted to get on the Mavic train, mm -hmm. but not really loved what the current Mavic offered. Um, and that is a larger sensor. So the, the, the rumor or the, I guess it's not really a rumor anymore, um, but the new Mavic 2 Pro, which is going to be pretty expensive from what I hear, is, uh, is rumored to have a one-inch Hasselblad camera sensor. Okay, so I'm bored officially to death. Uh, do you want to talk about what the hell that means? Why it's important to you? Like, do you think that's good at all? Or did you just want to say random word vomit diarrhea at everybody? Um, it's going to have a Lumex Panasonic... <laughs> gh5 processor and like that's what it sounds like to normal people when they're listening to it because they're just like oh my gosh they're going to they're going to tie a thousand bumblebees to the top of the drone with zeiss wings <laughs> yeah like Okay, come on. What what does this actually mean, Dustin? What does this Hasselblad sensor get for us? It just means it's going to be better. It just means it's going to be better image quality, Steve, which I always want better image quality, and I want the Mavic because it's smaller, lighter, faster. Harder, better, faster, stronger? I'm in the process of booking a wedding in Greece right now for next year, and I'd really like to take a drone. But as you know from your experience with me in Africa, lugging the Phantom is a pain in the Do you want to rent my Mavic? Do you want to rent my, my drone? Do you want to rent it? You can rent my Steve, drone. You're, Steve, I just don't feel that you would feel comfortable with me flying it better than you. Mm, do you want to put your hands on my controller, Dustin? Is that what you're saying? You, you want to you wanna get your fingers on the, my joysticks? 
You have more than one. All right. Yeah, some of us do, um, Dustin. Some of us do. <laughs> that was a very creepy sound. Hey, Dustin. Uh, what's up? You want to touch my drone? Speaking of Stephen being drunk, um, <laughs> let's talk about something that we've never spoke about, and it's kind of a wedding photography faux pas. Um, have you ever done a shoot or wedding hungover, Stephen? Oh, Dustin, that is a great question. I've never done a wedding hungover. Uh, I have had like a beer the night before a wedding, but never more than one drink, and sometimes like not even. Sometimes I'm like halfway through a drink and I'm just like, this is a bad idea. And uh, then I then I cork it or I dump it. But, you know, the, the wedding yeah. the next day is just more important than, you know, the, the beer retaining its carbonation and goodness. So um, sometimes I, I dump it. I, I'm not going to save a beer. That's not going to save for over a day. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I've never done a wedding hungover. Um, you know, when I was in college... <laughs> The day before I had this huge test to see if I could pass um, some audio certifications to be like an audio engineer, which is something I did not want to do with my life. And it was a test that was not required for the class, but I, my teacher was like, you can take it for free. It usually costs like 150 bucks. And I was like, well, I'll take it for free then. And um, I went over to my friend's house and we drank rum and Coke and it was Sailor Jerry rum. And my friend, halfway through the night, goes, oh, yeah, I've been putting in quadruple shots in every one that you drank. And we were only two in, but we're all like, that is why we're so drunk right now. We spent the rest of the night throwing up, and um, then I didn't I didn't take the test the next morning. <laughs> There's no way it's going to make it on time. That's the closest I've ever That's come true. to, like, a shoot hungover. And, it was, I mean, that was just a test for audio stuff. Have you ever done a shoot that's hungover? That's why our audio, that's why our audio is so bad, Steve. If you had just taken that test. <laughs> if I'd taken that test, then I'd have to be editing all of this in Pro Tools. Oh, gosh, that program's the worst. Yeah, but it would be so good. And I feel like our listeners deserve it. So what I want you to do and what I challenge our listeners pay to pay the 150 bucks to take the test <laughs> is persuade, pressure, push Steven to go take the test. <laughs> I'd have to relearn Pro Tools. It's been, t- oh, oh my gosh, yes, it's Steve, been over 10 years since college. I don't want you to have to live with this regret. You know what? You know what? I've got some good news for the listeners. The listeners, you want to hear some good news? No. You want to hear some no, good they news? don't. Jen and I are coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary. What a perfect opportunity to take this test. Uh, So, Dustin, have you ever done a shoot hungover? Wait, what about this 10-year... What does that have to do with... There's been so much awful news today, Dustin. Yeah, you missed your shoot, okay? You missed your shoot. That was supposed to give me I, all the good vibes, also, all the good feels. I needed that in my life. Do you, speaking of awful news, since oh, gosh, we're on that track. No, 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 it better be really awful for you. <laughs> so I was at a photo shoot on Tuesday and there's this one street in Fort Wayne uh, where a lot of businesses and banks are downtown and the parking meter cop lady, 
just targets it so hard. Uh, is her name Rita? Would you describe her as a and, meter maid? Would you say she's yes. lovely? Would you maybe say <laughs> lovely Rita meter maid? So, uh, needless to say, Mary inquire discreetly. I got a parking ticket. So I got this parking ticket, and since I live in small Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, the parking tickets here are very small. Very, you know, it's almost cheaper sometimes, or you know, easier to park, get the ticket, and just pay it than it is to actually find a parking garage and park legally mm. uh, because they're only $10. So, so the it, parking tickets are more of just like a parking fee at that point in time. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's more of a nuisance than it is a deterrent. Um, so anyways, I got the parking ticket and this is literally the only stretch of street in the entire city that I ever get one. Um, and so then today I happened to park in the same location, right? And I was really good about stopping at Starbucks beforehand, uh, getting quarters. Would you say when you're at Starbucks, maybe you were sitting by the counter seat, yeah, when you caught a glimpse of Rita? And I got, you know, enough money to pump quarters into the meter. And then I went to my meeting, got out of my meeting, had a, like an alarm set on my phone, got out of my meeting, busted it to my car. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I got another f***ing ticket. And I opened the ticket up, and it's for a hundred dollars. Wow! <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, that inflated fast!" Wow. And so I'm just like in such a bad mood because the uh, the photo shoot I just did following my meeting uh, was only for seventy five dollars. So it's like I lost money on that shoot because of that parking ticket. So yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh. And it was funny because the guy was coming up to pay me as I'm like reading the parking ticket and I'm like, oh my gosh, a hundred dollar parking ticket. And he's like, oh wow. So here's the $75 I owe you. <laughs> it just was, it was super funny. Anyway, so I got home tonight and I was going to pay the ticket online and I realized it, was, it wasn't because I missed my meter it was because my license plates were expired. Dustin? They expired yesterday. How's, how's Daddy Trump going to keep tabs on you if you don't renew your license plate? I just think that's even worse than the parking. You know what, Dustin? Was that I was back home in Elkhart for, this is the depressing thing. Uh, one, of, one of my best friends from high school, is, his dad passed away this week. That's why I was back home in Elkhart. And you know how sometimes yeah. I make fun of your rental business and I call it Little Trump Properties? No. Yeah. I've I've said that many times. I've said it I've said it on the podcast before. I've been like Little Trump Properties. Well, when I was in Elkhart, um, I saw a sign for Trump Properties. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like Dustin expanded all the way up here. Way to go, That's Dustin. Right. Don't you forget it, Steve. You know, I want to bring some goodness. I want to bring some happiness in the world because it's been a real, real crappy week for me. Um, so I just want to say, speaking of back home, speak, speaking of where I grew up, uh, my my very good friend from high school, one of my best friends, Adam Ramsey, also uh, known as Shotgun Ramsey on Instagram, he Shotgun has been, Ramsey. he works for Robert's Camera downtown Indy. Um, and one day somebody brought in a roll of film and the roll of film said shotgun Ramsey on it. And now it's like stuck. And like somebody bought him a camera strap the other day that just said shotgun on it and stuff. And 
Uh, it, it, it warmed my wow. heart seeing this. But Shotgun Ramsey, the man himself, he shot his first wedding this last weekend. And I've seen a few of the photos, and they are excellent. And, uh, you know, good. I just uh, I want to bring some goodness, some happiness in this world. If you get a chance, check out my friend Shotgun Ramsey. He has a lot of photos for the Indy 11, the soccer team here in Indy. And uh, he is he's an awesome human being. And he's one of my good friends from high school. Good, good friends. Good, good people. Good, good times. And Do you want to say something reason, nice? Do you want to say something says... positive? you want to bring some good vibes onto this podcast with us? Do you want to give a shout out to somebody? Who's, who's somebody everybody else should should check out? Who's, who's somebody cool? Uh, I got, I've got nothing. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just trying to put some good vibes back out in the world, okay? I want people to be happy this week. Dustin, can you be happy for once? I'm always happy. You got a hundred dollar fee that you get to pay to Daddy Trump. And now Daddy Trump's a hundred dollars richer. Can you think about how you benefited our government for just one second? And let's just take a second to say how much... You love benefiting Daddy Trump. And to make it even better, now I have to go to the DMV tomorrow and renew my license plates. Mm. See, Daddy Trump is helping you out. Yeah. Um, so back in 2010, um, I second shot a wedding hungover. Oh, Dustin, why would you do that? To go back to what uh, we were talking about. It's the first and only time, I do believe, um, that it's happened. And it was real embarrassing. Um, I was second shooting for one of my good, good friends. Um, He was a good, good boy. No, she's a female. Mm, A good, good girl. uh, Photographer in New York. And uh, you can check out her work. Yeah, see, this Uh, is what I'm talking about. Put some positive vibes out there. Who is this girl? What's her name? What's her Instagram handle? Push it out, Dustin. Come on. We got to get this out. We need positive vibes in this world from you to Daddy Trump to everybody else. She, her name is Tressa Marie. And if that's what her, her Instagram handle is Tressa Marie photo. And, um, I, yeah, I was so hungover and I shot this wedding. I still did a fantastic job, knocked it out of the park, killed it. Uh, but what I didn't, Hey, uh, you don't need to brag about yourself. We can all go to Tressa now and we can ask her if you actually knocked it out of the park, (laughs) killed it. Uh, and get get the real deets on that, and you don't need to say like Dustin was crushing it and stuff. Uh, okay, like like we we, well, we all just, we all assume you I, did a good job. You don't need to tell us. That's called bragging, Dustin. Uh, no, it's called setting the record straight, Stephen. Because I I feel like when people think, oh, he was hungover, he must have done a terrible job shooting that wedding. Um, it I was fine by the time the wedding got like came around uh what i didn't really equate for in my pre-night day before drinking shenanigans uh was the fact that the location we were going to be shooting at was an hour away which meant that we were going to leave an hour earlier than what i initially thought so i didn't think to look at like the call sheet as to where the wedding was i was like oh i know what time you know everything's happening and then she the Tressa called me that morning and was like, Hey, I'm on my way to get you. And I'm like, Oh shit. I am so not in good shape. And so I, I ran at this time. I was still living in New York, ran across the street to the bodega. Uh, for those of you who don't live in big cities, a bodega is kind of like a, um, like a mini mart or like a small 
gas station convenience store that sells groceries. Uh, and I loaded up on like Gatorade and like protein bars and I was like chugging and eating. Were your eyes bloodshot when she showed up? Uh, I, she had to pull over on the way to the wedding so I could throw up like twice. Why? So she knew you were hungover. Oh yeah. I told her I was like fully up front. I was like, um, so I had so, a little too much to drink last um, night. Did you ever work for her again? Uh, yes. In fact, I had the honor of shooting her wedding. How many times did you throw up on that day? Uh, none <laughs> at all. It was a good learning lesson early on in my career to not drink the night before a wedding. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I had to learn that the hard way in college before a test that didn't really matter, but has now affected I, our audio for our podcast. Yes, exactly. And the ramifications of that night have forever scorned us. <laughs> The ramifications of where your we night could be. landed you a paid gig shooting a wedding. Yeah, and she shot. She actually was uh, the photographer for my wife and I's wedding. Oh, so. she did fantastic work. I'm proud of you for hiring a good yep. photographer, Dustin. I've never shot yeah, a wedding Steven. hungover from alcohol, but I've shot weddings hungover from weddings. This is the Wedding Photo Hangover <laughs> podcast. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? Dustin, you said you go, you grab some Gatorade, you grab some protein bars. Uh, what else you get? What you, what you f*** with? Did you f*** with some donuts? Uh, so yeah, we, this week, or I mean, I should say this year, uh, we don't have a ton of double and triple headers. Uh, but this fall, we do have some coming up here. Um, I believe our first one is... Uh, Labor Day weekend is always a big one here in the Midwest. I don't know about you guys, but we have a, it's not a triple header, but I'm, I'm treating it like it is because Saturday and Friday are an Indian wedding. Mm. So it's kind of like a triple header followed by another wedding for a different couple on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just kind of, you go into it knowing it's going to be rough. I wear really comfortable shoes because shoes are sort of the the Achilles heel, if you will. No pun intended. Don't lie. That was intended. That was intended. Don't don't believe him when he says, no pun intended. <laughs> um, speaking of, side tangent here. Uh, the wedding I shot on Saturday, I walk into the hotel room um, I'm doing my little bit, you know, that I do. And the bride turns to her hairdresser and said, after I walked away, oh yeah, we just love our photographer. He has the best dad jokes. Yeah, you do. That, that's true. <laughs> and I, and I'm just like looking at my wife. And so then I'm like, that can't go without response. And I go to the other hairdresser and, and I said, dad who, joke. Uh, you made a real dad who joke. Who obviously, oh, come on, come on, lay this dad joke on us. I want to hear it. Who obviously heard the bride and was like chuckling. I said, and just to think this whole time, I thought I was just doing normal jokes. And I was just like, what dignifies what I'm doing as dad jokes? Well, Dustin, I got to ask you a question. Um, you have a wife, um, right? Currently, yes. Yes, as far as I know. Uh, did you f*** with her? <laughs> <laughs> I need to smoke whatever you're smoking Answer tonight. the question, Dustin. And um, Do you have children? So, okay, now all your so, jokes are dad jokes. <laughs> so this bride, what she didn't realize is she opened this whole can of worms because that was like letting the genie out of the bottle because 
that was like giving me permission to just go cr- like let loose on all oh, my bad jokes dog. for the day. Tell us some of those so bad like, jokes. I want to hear them. Like when they're, you know, when you have like the couple like snuggling up and getting all like cutesy and romantic, and I'm like, just snuggle with him like when you Netflix and chill, and. And then they kind of like start laughing or whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Copyright infringement. I mean, Hulu and hang. And that, that always got like a pretty good laugh. That was an, no, an original no, one. Yeah, I came no, up that with. second one was bad. You shouldn't have done that. The, the first one was like, oh, that's kind of a cute dad joke. And the second one was like, oh, this guy doesn't know when to stop the dad jokes. Oh, I kept going. Oh, no. I was like, oh, wait, are you guys more of like an Amazon and prime it? Oh my gosh, Justin. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, no. Oh, so much of me is just groaning right now in pain. <laughs> That's just your foot. That's the glass in your foot, Steve. I told you you got to get that checked out. Oh, you want to know some great news? Uh, last night I was trying to screw in something with my hand. It was like a a cover. Please don't talk about your wife like that. <laughs> it was That's like a not on the podcast. It's one of those covers that goes over the uh, outlets when they're on the floor. You know, it's a metal one. And I was like, oh, I could just probably just put this back in with my hand because one of my kids obviously took it out. And no, I completely sliced my thumb from one side to the other. It's fantastic. I'm having a great few weeks here, guys. Uh, you should just not be allowed to move. You should be placed inside of a bubble. Oh, I could be the bubble boy, just like the Seinfeld episode. <gasps> you brought it all back together. That's what I do. All right, moving uh, on, no, moving no, no. on, we, moving We, we want to talk about these, these hangover weddings when you're hungover. So, Dustin, uh, as so what you, do you know, do? Jen and I had a triple one week, a double the next week. That's a triple double. Call me LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 73 triple doubles this king. year. This year, in his career. Jeez, <laughs> Steve, come on. Get it together. Uh, no, Oscar Robertson is the king, but, you know, whatever. More of a Magic Johnson fan myself. Uh, anyway, Dustin, enough basketball talk. Jen and I usually we we uh, we get some Gatorade, lots of Gatorade. Uh, when we know we're gonna be shooting like a bunch of weddings in a row, it's like we will bring like four like of the the giant Gatorades to the wedding, you know, and like two or three giant bottles of water. You just pound all those down, and then at night, the big thing about not being hungover when you're shooting weddings is you want to get a lot of sleep and drink a lot of liquids. And have really comfortable shoes. No, that's not as important. But the next day, what's really important, you want to have good-looking shoes because you're shooting a wedding and you still take pride in your personal appearance. Uh, You're not wearing Hawaiian shirts while you podcast. You know, that's just like a personal thing. But anyway... um, the the important thing is the next day you got to get that coffee. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of coffee, uh, we finally, finally, finally got a Starbucks that offers nitro cold brew. Okay, gosh, have shit. you experienced? Uh, let's do some Q and A. I'm sorry. Did you want to keep talking about your Starbucks stuff? No, no, no. no. Tell me, tell, tell me about your nitro no. cold brew. I want to hear about this. I only want to talk about it if you've had uh, it. Did you have this nitro cold brew when you were in Starbucks when you got that ticket from Daddy Trump? Uh, no, because Starbucks in Fort Wayne are smart enough to put a parking lot in. Okay, so uh, nitro cold brew. Tell me, tell me more about it. I've had the nitro cold brew, just not at an actual Starbucks shop, like the nitro cold brews uh, at like the. Uh, 
the places that serve the Starbucks coffee or the places that serve like the uh, like the Starbucks stuff in store in the cans and stuff. Don't they have the nitro cold brew there now too? No, they have cold brew. So you know nothing oh, about this. I know this, obviously. nothing. Oh, Dustin, Jen and I all so we cold... order at Starbucks is cold brew anymore. So tell me about this nitro Correct. cold brew. I kind of that... know everything. So. So no, I, I, I am an avid cold brew coffee drinker too. I don't know if you know what that means, uh, but the coffee is brewed cold and for longer periods of time, um, thus giving it more caffeine and a smoother, richer, bolder taste. But that's neither here nor there. Nitro cold brought brew. to you this week by Starbucks. Nitro cold uh, brew. They're our new sponsor. Thanks, Dustin, for running that ad for them. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, yeah. Um, we got to include so, our uh, web page that you go to and our special code. Go for it. So, <laughs> totally Starbucks.com slash wedding photo hangover. And the special code this week is Daddy Trump. Um, you were on a roll tonight. Um, but, yeah. So, nitro brewed, uh, nitro cold brew coffee is cold brew coffee in a keg, which I thought this would be way up your alley. Um, and then as it comes out of the keg, like beer, uh, it's infused with nitrogen. Um, so it's instantly cold as it comes out. So they don't give it to you with ice. And then it has this like incredibly smooth, uh, velvety like texture. That's just so good. That's all. Your that's my over? bit. And you can get that at starbucks.com slash wedding photo hangover, secret code, Daddy Trump. All right, let's do some Q&A. Q&A. Try that. Starbucks Nitro, that sounds good. Let's do some Q&A. Let's do it. Andrew Feller from our Wedding Photo Hangover Facebook group, the Wedding Hangover Facebook group, uh, the second photographer talk on the last episode brought up a question that I get faced with once in a while. What about associate photographers or the person hired to photograph the wedding that for one reason or another you can't photograph? Happened to me last year with a photog in my area who got injured and couldn't shoot for two months and a bunch of us shot the weddings for him. But so nice at a great, re greatly reduced rate, you know, more so than if we had booked them ourselves. How would you go about hiring a photographer either regularly or just one time to cover a wedding you can't photograph? So, yeah, this is a great and relevant question since this has happened to me uh, twice, I believe. You, three you times? only hired associate photographers two or three times? I thought you had one on, like, on oh. staff. Come on, buddy. I... I do have an associate photographer on staff, but I was referencing instances where I was unable to shoot a wedding for kind of events outside of my control. Um, like when you, when you booked luckily, another wedding one on of the those, same day? Steve, Steve was able to jump no, come in. come on, come on. What was the reason Steve jumped in? Because you... Uh, yeah, I'll be 100% honest with that. Steve jumped in to shoot a wedding for me on the same day I had another wedding because the bride wrote the wrong date on her wedding contract which is crazy it yeah no, it's cool and i've it been was, listening to the snapping podcast and they talk a lot about uh times when they double book and do stuff like that and it's their mistake not the bride's mistake so we can be completely honest here people will still keep listening i promise all right continue uh steve and his wife were kind enough to jump in and uh help shoot that wedding for me the bride was happy as could be uh, I was super bummed because it was a gorgeous couple in a gorgeous venue. 
and uh, I was really excited to shoot their wedding and, you know, disappointed that I wasn't able to. But they were able to step in. I don't remember what kind of financial arrangement we came to with you guys, but uh, I think it was pretty reasonable. You guys felt compensated. I didn't lose my shirt on the whole arrangement. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, so what Steve was trying to reference earlier was we had a wedding this year where it was my fault. No, I actually wasn't Uh, trying to reference that. I was just trying to get you to feel comfortable with being honest. People, people are okay Um, with it. If you make mistakes, as long as you're honest, bud, Jen and I make mistakes all the time. One, I'm doing this podcast with you. (laughs) <laughs> Two, you got drunk and never took that audio test. Three, our audio is always blown because yep, of that. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I did have a wedding earlier this year uh, where the bride said they were getting married one date and then ended up changing dates. Uh, and I never changed it in my calendar. And then we booked a wedding for that same date. And when we were at the engagement session talking about the wedding, the date came up and I was like, holy f***, uh, I have a wedding that day. What do I do? And I was like sweating balls the entire engagement session, trying to think how am I going to get myself out of this one? And luckily enough, um, I approached them and I was honest with them and I said, hey guys, um, here's what happened. So we can do one of two things. Uh, I can have my wife shoot your wedding. She's your favorite person anyways. And I'd rather have Corinne shoot my wedding than you. Sorry, bud. I know. Most would. She's nicer. She's more fun to be around. Very. Uh, That I don't know. But um, I said, or I can, you know, refund you and uh, help you find someone. And they said, oh, no, we're more than happy to have Corinne shoot our wedding. So they were totally cool with it. I shot one wedding, Corinne shot one wedding. Hell no. Are you kidding me? They got the better end of the deal. Crin's better. If anything, I should have charged them more. <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Um, so, anywho, anyha, what, what, uh, what are some mistakes? Uh, what are some snafus with uh, second shooters, scheduling associate shooters, whatever? Give it lay. You guys have really been jerking on the associate chain this year. Uh, you, you know, we're just trying to find ways to make more money when we get, can't, you know, contacted for several weddings on the same date and we can't book it. So, and, and thus cutting off Dustin and Corinne photography's source of referrals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't, we don't get contacted for Fort Wayne weddings. <laughs> You're right. Indianapolis is so far yeah, away. <laughs> you could never shoot those. <laughs> no, we've referred you several times, Dustin. We only have a few associates we work with, and I I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we're taking more than one associate wedding per time. So uh, there was one day where, like, I was shooting a wedding and an associate was shooting a wedding. Like, I was shooting under my brand, an associate was shooting under Jen's brand. And Jen just stayed home with the kids. She had a great day. Really? She loved it. Um, But anyway, Dustin, uh, associate wedding photographers, we typically pay them somewhere around, like, $100 an hour. We find that to be a pretty decent rate. Most people are okay with that. And then... Yeah, that's... To be 100% transparent, that is exactly what we pay our associate for. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, they shoot an eight-hour wedding, they make 800 bucks from that, and then they don't have to worry about any of the pre-planning stuff. They don't have to worry about any of the post-production stuff. All that is on However, our shoulders. 
Can I explain where that gets awkward? Yeah, tell me where it gets awkward for you. We haven't had any problems yet, but uh, you want to say yeah, how it's awkward? I, I'll, uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So when we hired our associate photographer last year, everything uh, we had her come to a handful of weddings uh, for free, which was her idea mm -hmm. as a third shooter, just to kind of uh, feel out weddings. She does primarily portrait and families, and she kills it at that. She's amazing at that. Um, and so she had really no interest in starting her wedding empire like us. And so she was a perfect fit for what we were trying to do. Until and, she started her um, wedding empire. Um, so she did like a handful of weddings for us, um, you know, learning the ropes of the, you know, the typical ins and outs of weddings. And then uh, later on in that year, I asked her if she would be interested in second shooting a wedding with me. This is after she's already associate shot, like I think one or two weddings uh, last year. And so she came along, second shot, everything went great. And then at the end of the night, uh, I went to, you know, write her a check and I told her, you know, like, how much do you want? And then she was like, oh, well, you know, I think we discussed a hundred dollars an hour, um, so this was a 12 hour wedding. So Why didn't you discuss pricing before? I, no, 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 no. So you're trying to put this like, Oh, this I'm is not a trying to put situation this on her. you could get in, but uh, this is an this entirely was... Dustin manufactured situation. We make our associates and our second photographers sign contracts before the weddings. Why are you not doing this? What, what is going on? This is why every time I shoot a wedding with you and I'm doing first foot, videographer second videographer whatever it is i always get like a text from you afterwards or like right before that's like how much did we agree on paying for this again gosh exactly. organize your business no but it's just like i kind of have sort of a, a rate in my mind that i'm paying my second shooters and i realized she had never second shot for anyone including me and so uh when she came along that day. She was under the impression that it, she was getting paid her associate photographer rate, which was totally on me, totally my fault. Um, and it was just like, I was like, wait, you're expecting to get like the same amount that as if you were like the main photographer today. Like, and she was, she was really upset about yeah, it. Yeah, She should be and, because that's what she expected because you didn't tell her ahead of time what the pay would be for second shooting. Yeah. I mean, it was just a very naive thing on my part that I just assume if you're a photographer, you kind of know you're going to be getting somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, let's say 20 to $40 an hour uh, to second shoot and to get like so much less than that or is just like, or I mean, to expect more than that would just be bananas in my mind because I barely use any of my second shooters photos unless of course you're steven van elk in which case i use all of your photos never shot photos for you i've only ever done video don't lie to the listeners we have a contract with them we always tell them the truth dustin except for when you lie that's why i need you to second shoot for me steven <laughs> i'd be down for second shooting with you i know i just can't afford you that's the only problem yeah i, I wouldn't but... i wouldn't be okay with 20 to 40 dollars an hour Sorry, I'm worth exactly. more than that. I charge you more than that when I, I do video you. for you. I know. That's why I can never have you. You're like that golden item on the top shelf, and I just always want to reach for you. Someday I'll get to Jen and Steve Van Elk pricing, and then I then maybe I'll be able to achieve that someday. Someday. So Jen and I charge $100 to, 
uh, or we pay a hundred dollars per hour to associate photographers typically. And then, um, second mm-hmm. photographers do not make that much money. They're typically somewhere between 25 and 50, depending on their experience and depending on what they ask for, um, what they want to be paid. So, I mean, it's a negotiation with every single second that we work with. Some of them, like we've, we've never gone below 25, but, uh, I mean, we were talking about this last week, so I'm not too concerned with the second photographer stuff. But associate photographers, I mean, the wedding is riding on them, basically. So they deserve to be paid more money. Like, that's, they, I mean, if they screw up, like, you're screwed as the person who employed them. So, like, they, you you got to compensate them a lot better than a second shooter or whatever or even just like a lead photographer like if you're doing like if i were doing video and we hired an associate to work with me like even though technically like as a photographer associate photographer even though technically i could kind Mm -hmm. of like guide them throughout the day and tell them what to shoot or what not to shoot like if i'm doing video and they're doing photos like it's still on them to actually get the shots like it's a lot of pressure a lot of stress um but yeah Associate photographers, we also, um, Jen and I, allow them to use uh, all the photos that they take, like, in their personal portfolio, post them on their website. They can post them to social media, like we talked about last week, for second photographers. Just they have to wait until we get a blog post up about whatever it is, and, like, we share the photos first. And they have to say that they're working for us when they shot them, just like when second shooters post stuff that they were shot when working with us. Um, we don't get a lot of, uh, associate photographers asking for that though. Really? Um, the most they might ask for is like portfolio stuff, but like they don't typically want to share on social that they were working for another photographer for some reason. I don't know why, but you know, it's whatever. So the associate thing is going well for you. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's like all things you have some, some wins, some successes and some, some fails. And can we learn from your fails? What, what is failing about your associate Um, program? We had some associate photographers, like Jen interviewed a bunch of people, and then uh, they were just like, oh, we thought we'd be working more weddings for you guys this year. And we're like, oh, this is our first year doing associates. We expected it to be really low. We didn't see this as like a part-time job for you or something, you know? So um, Mm, it was just kind of like making sure that we had said to them ahead of time, like, you know, you may only get like one or two weddings out of this. And it's really more of like a trial year to see how this whole associate thing goes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I have so much stress on wedding days where we have a wedding and I know our associates out shooting a wedding. And, um, I think that's just part of being a control freak and knowing that there are elements happening that are, I'm responsible for, but they're outside my control. Mm -hmm. I've done a few engagement sheets for couples who booked like the associate package so far too. Yeah, so and that's I. uh that's always an interesting and unique thing cuz we we still feel like if they like even like even if we can't have the associate photographer who's going to shoot their wedding or whatever uh do their engagement shoot then, you know, uh it's still Jen doesn't want to be the one shooting their engagement shoot because she doesn't want to give them like the false impression that she'll be shooting their wedding as well. So, and then there's a few of our associate weddings where none of the associate photographers that we interviewed with are actually available on the day to do the wedding. So I will be shooting some of the associate (laughs) weddings for Jen's, Jen and I's company. So it's going to be interesting this year, how it all works out. Huh? So do you have some sort of a calendar system in place? Sorry, my daughter just walked in. She's walking out. Um, what was the, your question, Dustin? 
Okay, it's only after yeah. midnight. Um, yeah, she took a nap <laughs> at five and slept till like eight or nine, so she's gonna be up for a little uh, while. That's why you're so hyped oh, up. Yeah. Um, my question was, uh, so how do you organize? Like, like for me in our associate shooter, uh, the biggest annoyance um, is the is the chain of date availability. So yeah. the the inquirer comes in, and then. I will immediately text and call her asking if she's available. She's obviously a busy photographer, mom, mother, wife, all that stuff. And, you know, it might be hours before I hear back from her. And it's just that that lag time, even though it's totally normal and, you know, acceptable, drives me bananas. No, I completely understand that. But, I mean, you got to understand, like any business, you... If they're not in the office with you, you can't just walk down and ask them a direct question right away. So you got to expect anytime you text or email, it's going to be a little while until you get a response. And I mean, I know I just that this is I want to set up some sort of a shared calendar. This or is something. the reason why Jen and I work with several different associate photographers, and we, I mean, we still have had problems since me being the one who's going to be shooting a few of these associate weddings. So. Uh, it's all cool though in the end. Like I'm super pumped. The few engagement shoots I've done with like the clients who I will be shooting their weddings as well have gone super well. They've been super awesome people. The only thing that's been frustrating so, is they their engagement shoots didn't come with the rights to the photos. And like seriously, the, the like I've done two of the engagement shoots for clients who will actually be shooting their weddings too. You know, and those were maybe the two best engagement shoots I've ever done. And I wanted to share the photos so bad. And it's like, but they didn't purchase the photos, so I can't share the photos because then they could, you know, screenshot the photos Swipe or whatever them. and steal them. So it's just super frustrating. Like one was awesome, dude. It was, uh, we rescheduled twice because it was supposed to rain. And then the day when we actually went through the shoot, when it's supposed to be sunny, it started raining. And so like, we're just stuck under a tree for like 15, 20 minutes. Can't do anything because it's downpouring rain. And then it lets up a little bit and the sun comes out and it's sprinkling. And I was just like, look, we've been under a tree this whole time and all three of us are wet. I was like, are you guys cool going out in the rain? And so they like just went out in the rain and we did like a series of shots in the rain with the sun, like backlighting them and stuff. And I was like super pumped about the photos and how they turned out and then can't share a single one. (laughs) So they're not. So they didn't end up purchasing the rights after the fact. They said several times uh, during the shoot they were definitely going to purchase the photos. I showed them a few photos on the back of the camera, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we have to get these photos!" And it just hasn't happened. So it happens, man. So so walk me through that process because that's sort of a, a something I used to do a long time ago, and I've gotten away from simply because I had one bride that left me a negative review, go ballistic on me for mm-hmm. it. Um, and so you, the package is set up, I assume, with what you would call like a free engagement session Jen or something like them that. Or I prime them if it's my company ahead of time that you are definitely not getting any of these photos at all. It's just for me to get to know you, to shoot around with you, see what your personality is like. And then afterwards, you can see the photos and you can choose to buy some if you want. But this is not but how do in you phrase it? Obviously, you don't sell it like that. How do you... How do you phrase it? Is it a free it's session? It's a free session is to get a... to know you, and then you have the Perfect. option free to session. purchase the photos after the session if you would like to, but you are under no obligation to purchase the photos. 
Correct. But then how do you sell the photos after the fact? What is the mechanism in place to, to, to convert that into a sale? Uh, we send them a pass gallery and they're a lot, they can see all the photos on the pass gallery with like a watermark or something. And then if they want to buy all the photos, they can, or if they just want to buy a few of the photos, they can uh, flag the photos they want to buy. We can see that on our end and then we can um, send them the photos that they wanted to buy after they pass. So it, so it's what you would call a soft oh, sell. Oh, yeah, so soft, baby. It's not like, hey, come by our house, sit here, look at all the photos on our, you know, laptop or yeah, TV. Yeah, no, we're not and, hard selling. Got it. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about next year moving to more in-person sales type approach. and You make more money from less shoots that way, buddy. At least that's what yeah, everybody exactly. on Facebook and their come take my training courses class things say. <laughs> I did four thousand dollars average in my senior photo sessions just on print sales alone. I only had to do, yeah. <laughs> I only had to do like forty senior sessions, and <laughs> look at me. I mean, Michaela, we spoke about her earlier. She went to a uh, mentor session down in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, that person did glamour photography, which is a is a realm she's looking to branch into. Glamour, like um, boudoir or glamour, like glamour uh, shots from when we were not, kids? No, not like boudoir, more of like, you know, women that just want to get like great photos of themselves, like come in, get their hair done, their makeup done. Um, like boudoir, but just not naked, like that kind of thing. Most boudoir shoots that Jen does, nobody gets naked in. But I mean, not like sexy, risque type stuff. It's more uh, of like, oh, I just this want is for really... women who don't want to feel sexy. They don't, they don't want to feel beautiful right. in their body. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. They, they do. They no, just don't no, they don't want to feel sexy. It. You just said it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Anyways, um, she said that uh, the photographer typically does anywhere from like two to $4,000 in uh, in person sales after the uh, session. And I was just like blown away. And she doesn't do any weddings. This is all she does. Yeah, look, everybody who comes yeah. in for their glamour shots, they want a 10 foot canvas to put on the wall to scar their children for the rest of their lives. Like, <laughs> don't you know how it works? I'm sorry, these aren't sexy. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, no, cool. 10 foot photo. That's great. What, what she does that I thought was interesting, though, is she does have. Um, like Ikea or like some sort of like a black and white, like black frame with white mat. And she'll have like, as you come into the studio, you'll have um, like 11 by 14s just framed and matted so that that way, whatever, you know, you could actually purchase something right then and there. Wait, wait. so this photographer that this third hand knowledge that you have of a photographer that another photographer met with um, <laughs> that, you know, uh, they actually print out the photos in advance on canvases and then offer to sell them. Not canvases, just like normal prints on their own printer. <sighs> and then um, so that when you walk in, there's already like her favorite, like five or 10 or whatever photos framed. Um, because I guess the hardest part about in-person sales is not being able to tangibly walk, like go home with okay. something. We've been on it. this tangent way too long. How would you go about hiring a photographer either regularly or just one time to cover a wedding you can't photograph? That's from Andrew. Uh, so, I mean, what I did with you is I just called you guys up freaking out and I said, Hey Steve, Hey Jen, could you guys shoot this wedding for me? And you're like, yeah, sure. Happy to help. 
So the, so the way this works. That's and, why it's great to have a network of photography friends uh, that are amazing like you to call up and uh, lean on in times of dire need. Yeah, which brings me to my next point. A comment on Andrew Feller's uh, question in our Facebook group was from Stephen Pike, and he said, my biggest fear is getting sick ahead of a wedding. Yes, I know other photographers, but peak season, short notice, eek. Yeah, I think both of you uh, on this podcast have talked about uh, powering through a wedding in uh, a sick state. So we've talked about powering through a wedding, but I want to share a little advice uh, with with all the listeners, not just the people in the group who maybe already saw what I wrote to Stephen. And that is, you have to trick every other photographer in your community into thinking that you're a good person. So this is what you need to do. <laughs> if, if you are afraid you might get sick and miss a wedding... What typically happens is when you're sick, you post something to a Facebook group or you text like other photographers, you know, and you're like, I'm sick. I can't shoot this wedding. Is anybody out there who could help me? And if there are other photographers out there who could help you, they're going to say yes if they like you, if they want to help you. So how do you go about tricking other photographers into thinking that you're a good person? Well, here's how you do it, Dustin. You want to get on that social media, all up in that social media. You want to slide into their DMs. You want to tell them how great they are. Like, just set a calendar reminder. Like, once a month, I'm going to slide in the DMs of all the local photographers and just be like, you know what? You're beautiful, baby. Mm. You're a handsome man, child. And, you know, just slide, slide <laughs> some com compliments in there to them. Uh, next up, anytime you see another photographer say, like, I'm sick, I can't shoot this wedding, you gotta be like, I can shoot that wedding for you, baby! Or do what I do, or use backhanded compliments where they leave them questioning, no, was no, that no, really no, a compliment? No, that's not gonna work. We want people to think you are the best person on the face of the earth. So then... Like, I love then what you did the, with that composition. Here's the other thing you want to do. Uh, you want to find out when all of the other photographers in your area, when their birthday is, and when their business anniversary is, and then you send them cards on those days, and you're like, look, baby, I love you. You're doing great. Happy birthday or happy business anniversary. Now... This is all going to work out because then when you get sick, you're like, hey, I need some help. All these people are going to come to your aid because you've now successfully tricked them into thinking that you're a good person. This is the tactic that I've used with Dustin all these years. I compliment him all the time. I tell him he's a great person and he thinks that I'm a really good friend of his. And, you know, we do this podcast together based on that. And then when Jen and I, when our daughter was sick and had to be hospitalized on the day of wedding, I reached out to Dustin. I was like, hey, baby. Will you help me out and shoot hey, this wedding? Baby. And Dustin said yes, because I tricked him. But I, I hate Dustin. We're not friends at all. We never do anything together. He's the worst person in Nothing. the world. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm sorry, Dustin. Stop crying, buddy. Oh, gosh. Okay. My, I apologize. Yeah. My microphone's getting a little yeah. wet. No, I mean, your whole shirt's wet. Yeah, I know. We we all get it, man. <laughs> but but you got to make people love you. And here's the other way you can make people love you. Every few days, just post a selfie of yourself on your Instagram story where you're just kissing the camera. People love it. I feel like I'm getting a kiss from you. It's so good. Dustin, do you have any tips for getting people to like you? Just faking it real hard. You can't let them know you're faking it, though. If they catch on that you're faking it, man, that's even worse than if you didn't like them in the first place. Right, Dustin? I, I'm just a, I love everyone. I have a big heart. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not, when, when you're faking it, everybody can tell. Like when you're faking it like Dustin is right now, everyone can tell. And then nobody wants to work with you, baby. 
Except your wife, Steve. She can tell when you're faking it. Ooh. Was that a jizz joke on our podcast? You've sullied our podcast with a sexual joke. I can't believe this. And that's all for tonight, folks. Good night. And that's no, been another episode. What would you do if you got sick on the day of a wedding? We've already joked around about sending an iPad out on wheels like a little robot to shoot the wedding. What else could you do? <laughs> Uh, you reach out to someone. I did a wedding, uh, I believe it was last year or the year before. I was so sick, uh, where I was throwing up all over the place and had to leave the reception, um, that I said I would never, ever, no matter what, put myself in that situation again. And so I had a holiday party this, uh, Christmas, um, that I also got sick at and, uh, hired someone else to shoot it for mm -hmm. me because it was just not worth it to me um, to be put in that situation again. Now, that is another great idea, but Dustin, have you considered, and this is a little bit different from what I was saying before about tricking people into thinking you're a good person. Um, another tactic you could use is just do some research on all the photographers in your area, really, really get the dirt on them, and then blackmail them. You don't want to shoot this wedding for me? I have photos of you cheating on your wife. Boom. <laughs> Done. They're shooting that wedding for you. You might not even have to I bet pay they're them. shooting yeah. every wedding. Yeah, they're going to do great work. You know it. They're going to hustle. You now own their yeah. firstborn. Yeah, so, so what kind of blackmail do you have on the photographers that are around you? I know that's kind of your thing, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, when I'm not busy doing a million other things, I follow all the other photographers around town. Um, snapping photos, yeah. diving in dumpsters. Yeah, that's why you got that 100 uh, to 400 all. lens with the 2X magnifier so mm -hmm. you can get those shots that you need. Yep. Yeah. Dump, yep. Dumpster diving? Yep. That's nice, man. You're really doing some mm. sleuth work on this. You're like a real get the detective. A real dick. All, all <laughs> about the receipts. Oh, yeah. Gotta get those receipts, buddy. Dustin, all about those let's take one non... One, one question not from our group. Okay, just a random Facebook, random Facebook group, just like the random, random Nancy from the Facebook group says, do you go with on camera speed light for convenience or do you take off camera flash gear, speed light, pocket flash, strobe? I use on camera flash all the time, all the time, all the time for like receptions and all that stuff. Yeah. Next I've question. Seen photos. From weddings you've shot, where you have a light on a light stand with with something like over the top of it, was a softbox? Is that what it's called? I mean, it, it no, looks like a Walmart bag wrapped where... around a pail, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I just have someone open their shirt. It's called the Steve yeah, light. No, yeah. I mean, I am very white. I've worked very hard to keep that skin white, specifically for that reason. But uh... no, I use off-camera flash for portraits. At sunset. Mm, there we go. Now, now, now I got to know about, you know, convenience versus what looks best. So, so, so you're talking oh, about off camera, camera flash looks yeah, best. You want to, you want yeah. to put that work in? Uh, for portraits. Yeah. That's sort of our, our brand. It's uh we're selling high quality, epic, amazing portraits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When possible, weather permitting. <laughs> you can't do a high quality, epic uh, portrait when you're inside. No, you can. I just like it if you put that like uh, underneath your tagline. Dustin Kern Photography, epic, amazing, awesome portraits. 
weather permitting. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before. Jen and I typically go with the off-camera flash gear for the receptions. We like that look a lot. And even though, as Dustin has said before, people might not look at it and think, oh, that looks great. We want something that kind of sets us apart from other photographers so people can recognize our work more clearly when they see it online. Which is why, like which is why you do the whole like epic shots. No, man, most people that we know are more like you, where they uh, they rock that on camera flash shot the entire reception. No, they rock it, but I'm saying they recognize you're not rocking. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So we want we want to be a little bit different. I don't know if it's uh, ever going to work or pan out. If people are going to love it or not, but I love it. And the important thing to me is that I love doing my work and that I'm having fun. So yeah, Dustin, are you having fun? That should be a part of your associate photographer packages, like package A, on-camera flash. Package B, $1,000 more, off-camera flash. No, we vetted all of our uh, associate photographers based on whether or not they shot with off-camera flash at the uh, if they knew how to do that. So, Kind of a thing for us, man. We're kind of trying to stick with that yeah, look. I could know how to do it. I know you know, know how, how to, to do, do it. it. I know you know how to do it. doesn't... Doesn't mean I'll do it though. I don't understand that, buddy. All you ever talk about whenever I talk about doing off-camera flash for like reception and stuff is how much you love the way it looks. And so all all I wonder is why you don't do it. Oh, I do. I absolutely one hundred percent love. It how takes it like looks. five seconds to throw a flash up on a light stand. Yeah. You don't even have to bag then, it um, with your Walmart bag and your pail. <laughs> I know. But then I lose my flash on my camera. That's okay. You, you got those Sony cameras now. They focus anywhere. You don't need a flash on your camera anymore. I know. I, I really want to yeah, switch no, to Sony. Get rid of your Nikons, your Nikons. Just go straight up Sony. Just waiting for Profoto to drop a Sony uh, A1. Is that the big thing for you? Like without a Profoto Sony A1, you just can't? I can't. I can't do Alrighty, it. Alrighty, thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere else and leave us a five-star review. You can even do it on Facebook like David Ferry why, did. Why only five stars? Why only five uh, stars, We don't Steve? accept anything less than the best. That's why. We only have the best we are listeners worth more and than we five. only want the best reviews from those best listeners. <laughs> best all the way down. <laughs> The best podcasts, the best oh. listeners, the best reviews. Um, if you want to connect, down. you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover. Huge pause there. Dustin is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Stephen is at, at Stephen Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. There will be a link in the show notes, or you can just do a search on Facebook. It's that easy, baby. It's a pretty, pretty, you know, hard process to get into that group, though. Yeah, you have to request it, and Steve has to say okay, <laughs> or maybe one out of a million Dustin says okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death that's right next sunday after you shoot another wedding
I just want to say, though, if Dustin approves you into the Facebook group, there was a little research, a little effort that went into that. So you should feel a little bit more special if uh, you got into the group because of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell that spammer who I booted out of the group that he should have felt more special. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you can you tell me about that? I missed the boat on that one. It happened and it was deleted and gone before I even... I even got a chance to see it. Uh, some some guy was in our group. I don't know how he got in, but he, he posted a like spam thing. It looked like a flyer for photography services, but it was in like a different language or something. Might not have even been huh. photography services. It might have been something else. I couldn't understand it. All I knew is that it was very clear based on the marketing promotional like material in the flyer photo that it was spam. Like it was an ad- advertisement. Um, and several people flagged it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I sent them all thanks in the group. They're good people. If you see spam in the group, uh, very... flag it. And if it's a post that Dustin did, flag it. <laughs> 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 okay, Dustin doesn't ever oh. post at the group. <laughs> We're good. It's because it's wedding season, and Dustin is extremely busy. I don't get five weeks off in a, a month like Steve does until Jen cracks down on him and makes him shoot. So yeah, no. That's why he has plenty of time to take this audio test to really improve the quality of this podcast. Yeah, I'm not spending $150 to learn how to use a program that I don't ever want to use again. So, yeah, no, not going to happen. Well, if we get if we get enough listeners that, that uh, pledge for our... <laughs> For our, our for our USB delivery uh, option, yeah. the, the three thousand dollars a week option. Yes, Jeez. for USB drive. Dustin's delivery. just rolling in money right now from all those pledges. Can I, can I mention they are custom branded? Dustin, do you want to tell me about a new like show or something that you're checking out that you're watching right now, real quick before we go? Because it's real late and we've been recording real long, and I want to be done. So come on, give uh, me the goods. We're going to sure. do a little script notes thing here. Share one cool thing. That's what they do at the end of script. Every script notes episode. That's one of my favorite podcasts. Why, here's why my one cool thing. Why can't we be our own here's, podcast? Here's, why can't we be our own podcast? Why do we have to be like all of your favorite podcasts? I just want to do fun stuff. I want to put out some good positive vibes out. We've been trying to do that all episode. This is the positive vibes episode, the good feels episode. The Everybody Going Surfing Beach Boys episode. Come on, Surfing USA. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 more of a pet shop sounds across the universe sort of fan? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, dude. Whatever. I'm, I'm waiting for your your thing that you were gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say script notes, man. That's where the whole one cool thing comes from. Putting out good positive vibes into the world right at the end of the episode. Dustin, what you got for me? Uh I've been watching Madam Secretary on cbs oh how's that (laughs) i i I really needed something that wasn't going to um distract me too much and i love something that wasn't like political wouldn't send you down into a dark hole (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what it what it's done but um yeah i wanted something because i've been really missing my house of cards fix oh gosh that's a dark hole yeah, which typically gets released around this time, and I don't think they're going to have a new season of that one. And so I thought I'd give this a, give this a shot. And uh, it's actually not been too bad. It's not too great either. Um, so, yeah, 
I, it's not the West Wing I was hoping for. Let's just say that. Well, Dustin, if you want to hop on those positive, happy vibe train that I'm on, you can listen to some of that McElroy stuff. I, unlike you, I don't like to listen to other podcasts. I like to come into each and every episode we do of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast pure. Uh, and so to do that, I listen to no other podcasts, uh, not even ours. <laughs> Uh, I hope you never make that joke again, Dustin. It's okay, bud. All right. Well, I hate you. Goodbye. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee.